0: Hey, what's going on? What's going on? This is uh, Julian, the host of Unlike Me. So I know I need to post like, what, every Sunday and Wednesday? So I'm chilling right now the highway. The phone is propped up, so don't worry about me. I'll be all right. So it uh, has been on my heart and mind this morning, I uh, was talking to a couple people about a couple of things and uh, their worries and things like that in the past. I feel like uh, once you start dwelling on the past, I understand it's easier said than done knocking that, but once you uh, start enlightening on the past and start regurgitating what you put down in your stomach, you know, to try to get over it, uh, you, you're going to start dwelling back that, on that and then you start dwelling, uh, in anxiety and I know it's it's tough for a lot of people. I've never had it before. You know, people have told me stories and I, I just, I can't fathom wrapping my mind about being and I, and I try to, try to understand it the best of my ability and, do what I can but you know I'm not in that situation or experiencing that so I don't have a greater take on that or grasping that concept but I do what I can with what I have and anybody who comes to me um, I'm there for them supportive I even go out my way you know because I feel like if you're really going to help somebody you just don't just always sit there unless they want you to be someone just to take everything in and or just sit there in silence whatever it may be so i do i go out my way i try to reach out to certain people who've had it or link people together or even do my research you know because i feel like if i'm going to be knowledgeable on this factor i need to know it myself if i since i've not experienced it you know so that being said um those who are experiencing anxiety or dwelling on the past of maybe a situation like uh, could be rather a marriage relationship divorce boyfriend girlfriend uh something you did, broken the law, DUI, whatever it may be, just know that you are who you are right now, and everything happens for a reason, whether we chose to, or it was a test from God, and I think a lot of people don't understand, like, wh- why is all this happening to me, and all that crazy jazz, and I do everything right, you know, Yeah, they always say, uh, good things, why do bad things happen to good people? I think bad things happen to bad people, too. Bad people just don't want to say nothing about it because they're bad and they, they're used to it. So when something good happens to somebody who's good, it's out it's of their, their realm. Like, this is a crazy paradox because I do this, and yet I'm getting that. And I feel like once you understand that what you put out in the world will come back to you, but you got to understand that negativity is going to follow that, too. No matter what you do, I could save a, a puppy from getting hit by a car. Somebody would say he should have ran faster so don't worry about what other people have to say focus on your mind and the the outcome on which you want it to be a lot of people can't understand that what, what they have and what they're doing has nothing to undergo on your grand scheme of things that being said I'm working on a business, I mean, some people have not confronted me about my business, I think but one, and that honestly motivated me, it's like, okay, you're saying this, I haven't done anything to you, I'm, I'm trying to do my best I can as a human being and give back to this world, and you have something that to say. So I'm like, alright, let me run with this, that's, that's gonna project me even further, I appreciate it honestly, and that's how you gotta see things, nothing's here to, to break you down, to tear you down, it's only here to build you up, and you gotta keep that mentality. It's all preparation for something greater. We see the now. We always see the now and don't want to put for the future. And I'm not saying focus solely on the future because that will develop anxiety too. I think the word I was hearing in a sermon was uh, rumination. I have, have to give you another podcast on that once I fulfill my, my mind with all that craziness he was saying. But you guys just need to focus on the now, but prepare for the future. And dwell in what you've been praying for. So many people will say, oh, I, I can't wait till the next the next thing to happen. I can't wait for that to happen. Then I'll be happy there. And that's, um, what was it saying? That's, that's, that's destination addiction. You keep putting your happiness elsewhere rather than now and here. And when you keep doing that, it'll never be where you are. So take a time today. Relax a little bit. Know everything happens for a reason. It's all preparation toward your destiny. And you're going to be fine. You're going to be great. Because if God were done with you, you wouldn't be here right now. All right? So have a blessed day. Um, I'm on my way to the gym, repping New Breed. So I hope all of you have a phenomenal, just transforming, transcending day. And if you need me, I'm here for you. Uh, you can find me on my Facebook, Julian Jarvis. Or you can find me on my Instagram, Sincerely underscore J, a.k.a. New Breed 90. And we'll all be good. All right, man. Take care.
1: enlighten me the podcast everyone is talking about with your host julian this
0: is your host julian on Enlighten me i appreciate y'all tuning in i hope y'all having a fantastic weekend it's saturday and we're gonna get it in y'all already know what the subject is passport bros but before we get started y'all already know what it is i've been growing i got youtube up video cool. if y'all want to come in and uh you know, start a podcast or talk about something else—a nice adult discussion. Go ahead and email me at like at I'm in 102 countries now. It's a 20 country jump. I think uh, what is it? Kuwait and Germany have been tuning in and pretty good, which is fantastic. I'm almost at 10k listens, about 900 subscribers. It's booming, baby. It's booming. Was it uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music? Uh, I Heart Radio, WordPress, a couple others now. But uh, before we get started, oh, actually, let me, let me rewind that back. If y'all could rate this, I don't care what you rate it, just please rate it so we can, you know, get that algorithm all nice and dandy. All right. Now, before we get started, uh, go ahead, Dale.
2: Can you please introduce yourself? Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: name is Mason. I oh. uh, work the Special Forces Group. Uh, not really much for not really much for an introduction, but I'm just here to have a good conversation with our generous host here, and I'm grateful to be a part of this podcast yet again.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been on here before. I think we did, what did we do? I think we did Woman King. And, yeah. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a good
0: one. <laughs> that definitely was a good one. I got a lot of feedback from it, too. Um, so what, what's going on with this passport, bros? I, I think I just recently heard about it probably about uh, two months ago, actually.
1: Yeah, well it is one thing like I want to clear up as far as the definition of password rules because it's a very unorganized you know, which I think it should be, right? It doesn't really need a set distinction to it. But what it really is, it's a group of men, primarily black men, who are basically tired of dating in the West and they go they go abroad to other countries in order to find their relationships and marriage. That's essentially what passport bros are. And I think the conversation is definitely veered too far left. And what I think it is personally, because it's primarily black men that are spearheading this movement, there's a lot of issues, and you usually find it with um, black women. And I think the um, sentiments behind it is that there was a point in time where people never really thought that black men were going to take their resources and exercise their options elsewhere. And now that we are, and we're making a lot of noise about it, now it's starting to be immediate pushback. Because the thing about men going overseas and finding wives, it's not new. You know, military men especially have been doing it, I think, since like the 60s or 70s. You know, oh. but that was more so white men that were doing it. Now, you would have some brothers that would go out there and do it as well. But it was more some white men that were doing it. But it's now that we have started doing it, and just the average Black dude, not even really just someone who's in the, who's in the military, now there is, and of course, now there's a lot more negative feedback towards it. And there's a lot of misconstrued. Um, it's very misconstrued as well, as far as what the intentions are behind it.
2: Yeah, I, I looked it up. I was doing my research on it
0: because it, I was asked to join a group called Passport Bros. Somebody reached out to me. A couple of people reached out to me. And like, hey, man, I think you'd be, and I thought it was a scam, you know. Oh, man, you can come to this group. You're going to do a subscription. Now, there's like, hey, I, I think I like your mindset, Julian. Everything about you, you should join Passport Bros. And I was like, nah, I'll get back to you. I don't know what's going on right now, but I'll get back to you. And somebody else asked me again. You, you, you just don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, I didn't oh. know it. You know, I was I wasn't. And then I started hearing more about it. And, of course, they reach back out at the same time, you know, energy lie, don't lie. And then I was like, wow, this is a thing. And then there's actually a dictionary def- definition that says the passport bros are men who have chosen to seek out foreign women, typically from other countries or relationships. They believe that Western women have been influenced by cultural and societal pressures to behave in a certain way. And, that, and by that, seeking out foreign women, they can find more authentic, fulfilling and harmonious relationships. This is a yeah, you know, way to restore and the natural balance between masculine and feminine, feminine energy, and to avoid the wickedness of Western women. I say gosh name.
1: That's yeah, that's basically the best definition that you could that you can get for it. It's pretty cut and dry as far as what the intentions are. Yeah. and it, I, I think it's rich, right? When you hear like conversations about passport bros, one commonality here is that men are tricking to go to other countries, basically just going there for, like, sex tourism and things of that sort.
0: Yeah, I think I saw something about sexual
1: tourism. That's what they were calling it. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny because women have been doing that for years, going to, what do you think they're going to Jamaica (laughs) and these diasporic countries for? Yeah. Or lying as far as from immigration papers to get these men back into these countries, they've been doing it too for a long time, but no one has said has said anything about it. Versus the men who are actually ex- just exercising their options in general, and now it's a now it's a problem. We're just supposed to sit here and continuously work nine to five job, nine to five um, jobs with these corporations that hate us and will dispose of us at. At any means necessary. Meanwhile, we do live in a system to where, I mean, you think about it, as a young man, right? I can't even really afford to get my own house or car, much less a wife and kids under this current economy. If I were to do that, me and my wife would both have to be working, and then where is that leave time to have children to raise healthy families? You know, it's just it's really not plausible for someone. I mean, like I'm I'm 25 years old. I would love to be married and have a wife and kids. But they can't do it and then of course the one big reason for the passport passport bros as well is because of unbalanced the unfair laws that the family courts have against men in general too so even if I were to find that little house in a prairie kind of woman I have three red dots on the back of my head at all times especially as a black man going to the family court and having to deal with that mess so it's just not worth it
2: it's funny you
0: say that. I was listening to uh, what is her name I think oh. I was listening to her earlier. I think her name is Doctor Smith. She was talking about how men. Um, she can speak for men because nobody's gonna listen to a man. If if a man starts speaking, he'll yeah. be undermined, chastised, you know, and ridiculed. So she's speaking out for men. She's a first psychologist saying that there's no point in a man to get married. She she just said it. There's no point. There's too many odds
1: against him. Yeah, exactly. You know, but then you'll hear. It's funny because now I'm generally more right-leaning. I, if, if anything, I probably have to say I'm more of But I've had a problem with left and right-leaning commentators, lately because the right, what they'll do, they'll champion to be the pro, like the progenitors of truth and justice, but if you listen to their their messaging, they'll still try to steer people into the direction that's going to lead here, to their destruction. One big example I can use is Matt Walsh, right? So Matt Walsh is he works for the Daily Wire. He's supposed to be this this paradigm of Christian conservatism, right? And then he'll, even though he knows the statistics that are against men as far as getting married in this country, he'll still tell men to go get married because it's worth the risk. But then you look into Matt Walsh to see who his wife is. She, she is this, this feminazi, feminazi woman who was um, pro-abortion, right? It's like, whoa. Well, as far as Matt Walsh's stance, he's very much against abortion or anything um, LGBTQIA+, right? But his wife is championing the direct opposite opposite of his message. This is why I just can't take a lot of these folks seriously at all whatsoever, especially if they start championing um, positions that are going to get men destroyed, which is, and I hate to say it, but getting married in the West is a, it's a big one. But I'm getting married... It's going to be when I go overseas, probably to the Philippines or Thailand, because at least I know as a man there, I have righteous protections against the government.
0: Yeah, I the saw that uh, Filipinas are actually, I guess that one's a more uh, seeked. I'll say that word. It's more
1: sought you after. Should... Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, you got to think the biggest thing or well, two biggest things, right? One, culture. You know, especially I, I'm a Christian man, and they are a Christian Catholic nation. Now, I'm not Catholic, but the sentimentalities and the laws lean more towards um, lean more towards that religion. I, I even think I don't know. Birth control is outlawed. I know they don't use it, but I know abortion is outlawed, and I think abortion and um, birth control is outlawed. I may be wrong on that. If someone can correct me. Okay.
2: Have to look that up. So, but I know abortion is
1: outlawed. I just think they don't use birth control. But I mean that—that's a big plus, you know, for me because especially here, with um, especially abortion being a hot button issue, which I don't think it should be. But again, that's just my But having been a hot button issue now, when you start talking about having children, now even then that becomes um a controversial topic. Which is sad to say because if you don't have children, you cannot continue. You cannot continue a population. And if you're starting to see the birth rates in America are declining more and more, and it's actually taking a, a stark and very, um, it's actually a very scary direction because it's, I think it's projected by 2030 that 50% of women will be single and childless. You know how bad that is yeah. for a nation? Yeah, that's correct. But so so what do you think that's going to happen? And then you talk, especially Black America, I think it's going to get to, I don't think it's going to be by 2030. But I wouldn't be surprised if given 20 years, you'll, the abortion rates will be higher than the, the birth rates. I'm serious.
0: You, you know, I was listening to something. This is, I think I said this on a couple of podcasts. That uh, like big, huge companies are already... Investing in more, I'm not, I'm not even being funny, dog wine food. and cat food. Wine wine and, and cat cat food, food. Food. yeah, and dog food. It's like they, they foresee what's already going to happen. You know, it's, it's a well, calm before the storm.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you gotta, and again, this is why I don't trust any of these politicians because they're all in these Fortune 500 companies' laps. But first of so all, these Fortune 500 companies, they run America, not these politicians. They're just puppets. Let's just get that straight right now. This is we are in America Inc. This is not the America that once was. You know, so yeah, when well, you see them following trends like that, just start to notice how the laws are going to be more formulated. I guarantee you, these are two things I think is going to happen. One, they're going to try to institute some sort of bachelor tax, to where if you're not married at some point in time, or two. Which is what I think actually what I think is more more likely, they're gonna offer financial um, incentives for men to get married. That's what I think the second one will be. Well that's what I think it will be is the uh, second one that they'll try to finan- financially um push men to get married and have children. Because they know again, if we want if we wanna continue these uh, these work factories essentially we need to have labor bees. And if we don't have children then you know, we don't have more, more people working or jobs. What's going to happen as you start to notice more and more young men don't even want to go to work anymore, or at least for nine to five jobs. I mean, what's the point? That's right. I understand the sentiments. Again, I, I'm not even I'm not talking saying promises that I should get one, but again, my father and grandfather they could they could get a house, a car, and be able to. Um, afford having a wife and two kids, right? They could do that. It, by the time I'm able to do that, I'll probably be in my mid 30s. Yeah, no, and, and, and at that point in time, I want to get married in my mid 30s. If I'm supposed to get married to someone who's around my age, why would I want to get married to a, a woman who's 35 years old? She probably had kids, let's just be honest. She probably has a kid or two, right? She's Slept around with more than her fair share of men, and because I've done everything the right way, I mean, especially as a Christian, I'm not sleeping around with various women, and I'm just trying to keep my, my head and nose down to do the things I'm supposed to do to get ahead in life the right way. Now, you're telling me that my penance for that is this group of used up,
2: eggless women. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so, doing that.
0: So you, you feel like you shouldn't date a woman? You wouldn't date a woman with two kids? or What about one kid?
1: How do you feel about no, that? No, absolutely not. I'm not de- First of all, I'm not you dating like a woman with uh, five five. <laughs> so, yeah, the kids is out the window.
0: i count of five. I wonder, now I need to know what those numbers are.
1: Well, so, statistically, it's proven that if a woman sleeps with more than five partners, then... The, the numbers for infidelity spike up significantly so that's why it's be, that's why it's better statistically speaking to marry someone who has a lesser body count of five and yeah. then that goes into a whole bunch of other um like hard studies as far as you know what kind of family does she um come from you know where was she raised what school what school systems did she go to you know it ties into all those all those statistics but it's better to marry a virgin or a woman because of all those other outstanding statistics that, that support a stronger family unit if usually if you if you involve yourself with a woman who has a higher body count there's a lot of other things that she's probably went through some that actually weren't her fault but again she was raised up in it and because she's raised up in that it's more than likely going to push her into the wrong direction. So that's just human. And it's human nature that's going to happen. And yeah. while I feel sorry that you grew up in those situations, it's not my responsibility to, to clean up your mess.
0: So you wouldn't want to be uh, a father-in-law. It, yeah. yeah, father-in-law. That's fair. Um, I mean, that's, you, you want what you want. Right? and then
1: Everybody's yeah. entitled to what they want. No, I'm not going to be a stepdaddy either Because think, think about it like this, right? It's so you want me to be a higher caliber of man that you gave your wound to? I'm basically financing another man's orgasm. Yeah.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. I mean
1: fair. It, it, it but again, that's the sentimentality here in the West that again, someone like me would would be a prime candidate for our um, stepdaddy material.
0: Especially very, very in, part West, is, in the
1: black community now.
0: I think, I think the crazy part is uh, in the black community specifically, it's like 54% are childless uh, black men.
2: I think 30
0: yeah. something percent were uh, married, of course. And then, like, those women are gravitating towards those men who are ancient. You know what I'm saying? Like, that 16 to 13%. because well, so they're, they're, they're multiplying and, with ancient you.
2: dudes.
1: So that's, that's what well, I uh, found astounding. And, and that's the point, right? So you think about someone like me and you single childless, right but then you will have one dude little ray ray from across the way who yeah. has eight children from six different women that's how the statistics get so okay, skewed a... you said what so like i'm saying that's how the statistics get to get so skewed because oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i know you do have a child my bad yeah
0: why okay. like, I, so I was like hold on a second but i was gonna let you finish
1: we'll <laughs> no but you. i know you, you're single so that's why that just rolled off the that rolled off the tongue my bad but
0: no no it's not
1: But I I know for me right single and childless but then I know I know other black men who have multiple kids on multiple different women and that's how the statistics and really the cultural perception gets so skewed because it's a small minority of us that are doing it with they cause so much problems and it's ridiculous how much issues that they, <laughs> that they cause by doing that and so, a cultural perception would be like, "Oh, well, this carlton S.D. would have no problem raising each other man's kids." Like, oh, "Well, actually, I have a big problem with that." And then people would say that my standards are too high. And now, and this is also how secular and um and progressive our society has become, to where so as me as a Christian, if I say I want a woman who is Either virginal or has a very low body count, and who is a Christian woman herself and lives by the book, that's too much to ask for. Yeah, I think some rapper,
0: uh, I forgot what rapper it was, he wanted a girl with a low body count, or she was a virgin, wanted to, and he was getting ridiculed about it. It's like, why can't, what, what is so bad about that? There's, there's women out here, I know women out here who won't even have sex till marriage and they get like, judged. I'm like, <laughs> okay.
1: Well, that's funny. You know, people don't mention it, too, is that women are a lot more harsh towards other women who, who choose to be, um, who choose to live traditional families, right? It's always the narrative that, oh, well, feminism is about um, women's choice to do anything they want. They want to be uh, virginal Housewives, they can, and they want to be boss babes, they can, which in theory, that should be true, right? But in yeah. practice, no, those women, especially conservative women, who fight for men's issues, they get lambasted and destroyed. I, I would say worse than the men, actually, because now, at that point in time, it's like they're betraying the sisterhood. Yeah, That's a conversation that's not being held enough Is that women are very, very cruel to each other in that right, regard. Definitely. Well,
0: so but, do you think, do you think, so we'll go back to the past, but do you think that there's been a huge influx since this uh, group started, or the term "passport bros" have started.
1: I'll be—I don't know the statistics behind it. Well, actually, I've seen some to where it's like there's been um, a slight increase as far as well, black people in general, but um, particularly in black men in this case that has been traveling more and more as the years have gone on, even before the passport bros thing started. Well, I think now with Password Bros becoming mainstream, actually, because Fox, Fox News did cover it at um, some point in time with Austin Holloman. Oh, wow. Now what it's going to start doing is opening men's eyes up and letting them know they have options, right? And, and that was the point for, for Black men, right? It's, we're supposed to be depressed, bogged down, be, beaten up um, mentally and emotionally, and lacking any kind of spirit. Which is where we're just going to deal with all kinds of nonsense. Again, that's why like with, with white men if they chose that they want to go outside the country, no one would say anything, right? But as soon as black men started exercising their options, it's a problem. And it's like that for a reason. Again, we've had this conversation we had the conversation with the Woman King, right? It's a lot of the societal problems that you see now, they originate within the black community because we were the guinea pigs to see how you would destabilize the society. Well, it worked, right? And it, I'm, I'm sorry to say, I don't think it's going to get any better because these problems are just too enriched within our culture. And now that you have black men, the main subject in guinea paid for this experiment that are starting to leave, now what um, the government's using, they're using the guard dogs in order to, to peg us down and to disincentivize us to do it. But at this point, you know, the shaming tactics don't work anymore. Black men have been getting shamed pretty much ever since the, the mid-60s. Yeah.
0: Especially, uh, I think that was when the Great Migration they started moving uh, from the South up. And that's when we started expanding our horizons yep. our culture. And yeah. I, I know that, um, talking to a lot of Black men, um, I think we're number two on the list for uh, being sought after.
1: I think yeah, think well, yeah
0: first and then uh,
1: Black men are next. Well, actually... Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned that because I was going to segue into that point. Um, I know Arab women especially love dating Black men, and the reason why they do it, and I think you just mentioned it, it's because they say Black men are, are usually nicer and more easygoing. They're not as abrasive as men in their own culture, yeah. which I would say is very true, and especially if you look at the statistics for how um Black fathers raise their children. We are statistically the best fathers
0: yeah, yeah, I saw that.
1: Yeah, you know, but it, but again, it's because that small percentage of us that are knocking up all these women and having these kids out of wedlock. Now it makes the whole look bad when it's like, no, this is just a know, a terrible minority of men that are causing these issues. But if you look at the average black father, we're the best father. And that statistic is out there, but again, the conversation is has always made to seem opposite. Well, I'm at the mindset. I, I, I just turned 25 in January. Yeah. All right. I'm already at the mindset to where you know what? I'm not going to sit here and just keep fighting. For one, for a country that doesn't embrace me, doesn't really care about me, and only sees me as cannon father and blames me for issues that I was that was born after they started. So hmm. it's like, okay, we well, you know what. Fine. I'm just going to take everything I have and go elsewhere. I'm going to go ahead and get these VA benefits right. And then I'm going to take my ass to the Philippines and I'm going to find me a bride out there. Or I might go to Africa. I mean, cause again, I would love to actually be with a black woman, but as far as an American one, no. And that's more so the culture and the laws that are pervasive in our country, not just not black women in general.
0: Yeah, I know it's uh for us as black women, but I know a lot of men are leaving this and saying yeah, well, we want to go elsewhere, and uh Philippines keeps popping up, uh, South Korea, oh, yeah. Thailand, those places. I actually, have a guy is. in Colombia, he's, he's
1: out there in Colombia almost all the time. You actually, have you heard of an app called Vietnam Wingman? No, I'm not. So basically, it's um, and they actually, I know Big Trucker Review, he's a YouTuber, and they um, sponsor him as well they sponsor him as well, but basically it's of men who want to go men who want to go to South Vietnam, if they want to go like you know find a wife or, or a partner or even just a pen pal right to go to another country. Mm-hmm. that app is set up to where like, you just have to answer questions you know, It's like your name, how tall are you, body weight, uh, things of that sort, you have to take a picture of yourself, hey, what are your intentions? And it's just an easy way to connect with um. Really, with other people, if you want to go to South, um, South Vietnam, because one thing that a lot of men have, ex- have um, stated so when they go to other countries, you know, they're like they're lost, right? Because they, they just don't know the culture or anything that sort of thing. And it's scary for them, which I already more than understand. But with um, Vietnam Wingman, that actually makes it easier because by the time you go over there, you already know someone. And probably oh. through that person, you can meet other people. And so, so when you go there, you already have a Basis foundation set up, so I actually like the fact that more and more um, the Pastor Bros conversation has definitely become global, and it and it's become global in a very quick way. I mean, you guys think this conversation only started? I would like to say what five to six months ago. It was yeah. shortly after Kevin Samuel's passed away. Yep. yeah. Yeah. Actually, that. yeah. And the thing is, was Kevin Samuel's um, death. This is actually what got my mindset more into like seeking other options. When I saw the vitriol of when that man died, I was like, oh yeah, no. Because and if
2: he gets talked talked about like this, if he gets ridiculed like this, I got what chance do I got? Yeah, I saw that I started to remove
0: I don't you know, I'm not a social media big junkie on it but i started reminding yeah, people I mean, when they started celebrating his death i'm like come on this man's not hitler i get you didn't like how he said or presented himself in certain areas but you know some things were factual i looked him up he was spot on so i'm like okay and he did always want uh people to get help therapy again people are probably like Julian's, jones be shit because he's uh sticking up for kevin samuels i'm just sticking up for the fact of have some dignity Some where's your moral compass at for somebody who passes away you're celebrating that you know
2: he, exactly. This man
0: killed somebody's kid, God forbid, or uh slapped somebody or doesn't put his hands on somebody, but words.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying, just words, and you've never met this man a day in your life. You know nothing about him besides what you see on the TV screen. Right? Like when he passed away, I'm not gonna lie, I was I was actually a little saddened because it's like, damn, this is a brother who actually was trying to do his best to help our community. He was Kevin Samuels was the man who was holding the floodgates open for this passport, bro. Style. Because if he would have died, right, and let's just say it was amicable, and there was no venom spewed his way, I don't think this would have blew up the way it did. But as soon as that happened, I'm pretty sure there was a lot of brothers who were real angry. Like, again, I was mad, but I wasn't, like, seething angry. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of brothers were seething angry towards, like, you know what? We're done. Because if you think about it, right, Kevin Samuels, as again a black man and to me as a black man who's seen that i sh- i shared a lot of his values right so it, it was at that point in time it's toward well, well damn i mean this was this was the guy y'all said you wanted right the tall seven-figure man worked in corporate america you know was was fit uh well educated and articulate and this is how y'all treated him when he died
2: Well, on a social hierarchy, I ain't shit compared to him.
1: Yeah. So that's the treatment that he's getting from y'all. I know I'm going to get far worse.
0: were you thinking about before he passed? Were you thinking about marrying outside the U.S.? Or how did that come about?
1: Oh, well, I know I just, well, I haven't been with my ex for about I think one and a half years at this point, right? She a, black, but, she a black, lady. Yeah, and I and a lot of the problems that I went through with her, like I would watch Karen Samuel's podcast a lot, and it was like, yeah, I experienced those same issues, and she had a lot of those same uh, modern day mentalities that a lot of other black women have. Like, I, I'll just put it to you like this: she would um constantly argue and fight with me, and I was the type of dude who like bought her new tires for a car, got her uh, a camera she needed for a class she needed to take or she wouldn't have been able to or she would have had to drop that class but I wanted to make sure she got her bachelor's degree Yeah. so I paid for uh, I think it was like almost a $400 camera for her to get I drove from Florida to Virginia because I wanted her to experience for the first time in her life just sitting in the passenger seat of someone else's car because every other dude that she dated you know could couldn't or wouldn't do that for her. And I was still told over text message that if she was with a white man, she wouldn't have the issues that she had. damn, so Yeah, that, that she's that. So now I, and so it was never really something as far as dating abroad. Initially, it was just the fact that and I wouldn't say it was a black bill perspective. It's like, oh, I'll never find love again. It was just, you know what? I'm not even going to think about marriage or relationships. Yeah. Because, again, that ah, you don't understand, like, just that one statement she said, forget all the other crap that happened. That one statement she said, I'm not going to lie, it broke me. It broke me for a long time. Because I'm thinking to myself, you, you're a black woman. I'm a black man. We're supposed to be in this together. And this is what you said to me? You never even had romantic interest for white men. You, you never know, kissed a black man. I mean, kissed a white man. You never know, slept with a white man. You never know, in a relationship like, or man. Get. Go on, get. Go on, get. Go and go get yeah.
0: go on, my white man. On, my yeah.
1: White man. And, and she, she had never been involved with a white man in her life, and that's what she said to me. And, I, and I'm like, in right. my mind, it's like, okay, well, if you're having issues with me, right? Again, because I'm the quote-unquote culturally closest thing that you'll get to a white guy and a, and a black man's existence. What do you think is gonna happen when you try dating them? Hmm. They're not gonna put up with that shit that I put up with for you.
0: No, I because think a lot of a lot of white men. I uh, think black men just they sexualize them just for yeah. sex, of course. So that's
1: what they look yeah. like for. and if you see the black women that white men date. It's usually like top tier. They're not dating the. They're not dating below the median line when it comes to that. The only white men that will do that is if they're, um, below the pale themselves.
0: You said something about obesity earlier. That's that. That's a whole epidemic oh, in America it. itself. And I couldn't date. Uh, me personally, I I like to work out. I, I like to eat right. So I couldn't date a. Obese or
1: overweight girl right and so you i mean you know me right like I'm, I'm a bigger dude i'm not like swashing over fat but i like i am a bigger man but it's funny because we like when we were on home um, wrestling and stuff you could tell us like i'm very strong right but i have been told from people that because i'm a bigger dude i should expect to be with someone who is like a hundred 60 between 60 and 80 pounds, and I'm like, all right, well, hold up now. Now, again, I get I have a whole bunch of like lower body injuries that really prevents me from being in a tip top shape that I'm supposed to be in, but I'm not some job of the hut either. And then, when you tell someone like me who has good moral values and a work ethic that my basically what I should get is below the barrel caliber woman, that actually speaks a lot to not even just how people um, see me but just like the the average yeah, dude
0: you take care of your body you take care of usually everything else around you because that's you know that's the only thing you have really you can buy a new car yeah a new house but your body so i it just i mean i've seen cute bigger women that's cool i'm not saying they're ugly they're gorgeous but now nah, if you if, if you're like what was it, overweight is what Twenty to twenty nine, and obese is twenty nine pounds over. I think, yeah, yeah, no, no. And most of the women I've dated, I've stumbled into them being fit. That's just how it
2: is. Was it fit yeah. feminine and fit feminine and frame? <laughs> yeah, about I'm
1: no. about the same. <laughs> like you know, I'm listen. I'm still in the thousand pound club, almost in the twelve hundred. So I'm not. <laughs> I'm not in terrible shape by any means. No, no, no,
0: no, no. I, I feel like no. That's that's a uh, can't do it. And my boy is always being the devil's advocate. He's like, find a big girl and help her lose weight. I said, yeah,
1: I don't have time. But you know, the statistics behind that is, if you date a bigger girl and she loses weight, I think it's like eighty-five to ninety percent of the time she's gonna leave you. i be kind And you want to know why that And you want to know why that is? Was is that? She is feels. It's so? because now. She notices the other dudes that she couldn't get before are starting to look at her. And in her mind, she's going to think, well, you were the caliber of man to date me at my worst. So why should I still be with you versus the, uh, these other guys wouldn't give me the time of day until now? And that's where hypergamy starts kicking in. That's why it's not wise to date someone who is bigger and even to help them lose weight. Just, again, it's a product of our society. It is hypergamy that's unfettered. And there's, there's no moral, religious, or um state constraints anymore in terms of dating, well, particularly for women. Men never really had those constraints.
0: Yep. I'll so, be trying to make mine big on the low. So, those listen, yeah. <laughs> try to date me, I'll put a little extra and ruin your damn girl's <laughs> trip. <laughs> Fuck, fuck
1: oh I, that's another thing in general it's um another big reason for the passport bros going overseas is because our systems order and structures that we place in our relationships you know again they're not really trying to fight against that so long as you're taking care of them right and you're not abusing you're not abusing them any other rules that you may have they don't care about following because they know that for one their lifestyles are much better with american men yeah And two, the demands are unreasonable. Uh, Again, as you mentioned with the girls trips and stuff, can you imagine getting into a relationship nowadays and you're telling a chick you can't go to bar clubs anymore and you can't go go on girls trips? Oh, yeah. I already told you. Say say goodbye to about 90% of relationships. When I I date
0: them, I tell them, because being down here since I moved down here last March, and these women who are married or engaged are are coming up to me, and I'm like, ma'am, are you married? She's like, yeah. I'm Exactly. But I'm on girl's trip. I'm like, and you look stupid right now. I don't say that. I'm just like, nah, man, I'm, you're good. I'm, I'm going to move over here now. Get on my face. I, I had a girl come up to me who was going to get married. I think she came down on a Thursday. She got married Sunday, so she was there for a couple more days. She got married in like three days. She's like, I don't know. I want to have sex to see if, my, uh, if it's worth being married to my fiance. And that's when what? I lost it. Yeah. I had to ask to repeat it because I couldn't, I couldn't like compute what the hell was going on. You could, See, you can't believe it, it just
2: sounds it's like a somebody's trying to get me. Yeah, it
0: sounds like somebody's trying to get me right now. She was dead
1: ass serious. It's crazy. That'd be like one of those things So I was out with my boys and some chicks said that, I will look around and be like, Yeah, like, you set her you set her up to do the thing too. But no <laughs> the truth hey look, the truth is often stranger the fiction, man. And <laughs> yeah, yeah hearing, hearing stuff like that, it's like, yeah, I'm not surprised. I, I I'm not surprised. It it's sad, but I'm not surprised anymore. Yeah, no,
0: I'm not a demanding man, but I, I can't date a girl who wants to go on girl strips like that. I just That's
2: what I'm saying. I mean, like, again,
0: people say I'm controlling, whatever. I'm be judged either way.
1: And, and you know what's funny? Because like with the conversations, like you'll see a lot of um, female detractions, They'll say these women only want you for your resources, and they want they want these papers out of you. What well, they don't realize one, because they're so ignorant, is that uh, most foreigners now actually don't want to stay in America. They, what they'll do, they'll come to America to make to get the American dollar, and then they go back home and live like king. You even have some people, like Mexicans, what they'll do, they'll work in like, somewhere like Texas, right? Even some Americans will do this. They'll work in Texas, and then they'll drive across the border to go to Mexico, and they live live this week. Because the, the dollar to the peso, I mean, it's not even close. <laughs> How much more more value the um, American dollar has for the Mexican peso?
2: Oh.
1: So, I, I mean, even that with the, the Green part argument. Yeah, at one point in time, that was true. But a lot of foreigners will even say that America is too, it's increasingly more and more unsafe to live in. So they don't want to stay here anymore. They're trying to go back as well. So you can't even
2: use that argument anymore. Yeah, no. So uh,
0: I, I'm trying to find like this everyone... video of this of this Asian or this Filipina. And she,
2: Filipina,
0: she just, Yeah, I actually found out her today. She's talking. About, this is a video. She's breaking down. Like, if y'all don't want your your uh, these men, we'll gladly take them. But don't get mad at us for taking your men that you don't want. And it's like she's just breaking. Yeah. Down, it's like, gosh damn. No,
1: and damn. the thing is, is right because they'll say, oh, these women who are uneducated you know speak very little english and you're going there to take advantage of them you realize that filipino women on average speak about two to three different languages Yeah, and they are very educated they go to school and in other countries especially in asia parents use their children as retirement plans so they have to go out there and get and work and get degrees there is no playing they don't play those games so, when we go over there to other countries and we marry them, we're expected to take care of them and their families. Here's the thing that modern day women don't know or don't care to know because they've never been taught. Men will gladly take care of our wives' families. And think about it like this if that family cultivated a woman that was so good, the out, that was, it's good to me to where I want to marry her, I have no problem taking care of y'all. And the thing is, in the Philippines, because it's so cost efficient, Bro, I could give them $100 a month and $1 in America equals 55 over there. I have to go over there. Yeah, that's I'm saying. I, say. oh, I can give these folks $100 a month and change their lives, especially their farmers. Man, I'll go in their house. I'll put in a little washing and drying machine in there for them so you don't have to hang yourself up on the clothesline no more. What you need a fridge. I got you. You need some more farm hands. I got you. I could do that just off of forty-five, fifty thousand dollars a year, easy. While supporting her and three other little kids running around, so not the head in Filipino. I say, God damn!
0: So, <laughs> so would you join a? Because uh, actually, as we speak, somebody just asked me about passport bros. I don't. People want me to travel. I haven't traveled enough. But uh, would you join a passport bros
1: group? Tongue twister.
2: I would i'm still
1: waiting for my passport actually but yeah i, I absolutely would and because the, the big thing is me and my um my my mom and dad in 2025 we're moving to the philippines anyways yeah so i'm definitely going to be um traveling abroad in a very short amount of time i hear you on that it, that
0: and that's what people have been pushing for me like i got a lot of people that look out for me and see what i post which is which is nice, and they have been selling me for the last like twelve years. Julie, do not date a American girl. And I didn't think that now. You know, you're young. You don't think about anything. I think I was like, what? Yeah, twenty twenty years older. Like, don't do anything with an American girl. Get out of here. You know, you're it's twenty, so this. you don't really know. Yeah, right? I was like, what the heck? I just, I just won't play into that thought. So uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> i just, I just wanna just chill and just. Be a player back then when I was doing. You skills. weren't
1: even drill starting and Julian yet. Hey, like you... are, I was just <laughs> cooling and
0: cooling my little caddy. So then I, mm-hmm. I fast forward. And I'm like, okay. So I have dated people who were are not American, and it was. I'll just say it was interesting in the least. I'll say that part.
2: Very
1: interesting. well. It, and the thing is, and I'll be honest again. I'm a very like. I've always been more of a wallflower, right? But. As time has gone on, I've just been a lot more reclusive in nature. So I'm not going out there and trying to date, date like that, right? Especially yeah. how I was burned the last time. It was just to the point to where at first it was fear, right? I'll be honest. At first it was fear. And now it's just a lack of desire to even want to do that, at least here in America. Now, when I think about dating overseas, it's like, oh, yeah, I- I'm ready for it. I just can't do it right now, especially with me being in the military in the transitioning phase of me getting out. But the thing is, like with Dayton here in the West in particular, is that even if things were to go well for me, with a strong arm of the law that they have on their side, I, wouldn't, I don't want to engage myself with you besides the platonic level. Yeah. But there's plenty of women that I've seen where it's like, yo, I want to see what she's about. She seems like she's really cool. But I got to think, well, what's, what are the things that could go wrong? What are the pros and cons to it? And the more that I think about it, the cons outweigh the pros so much to where it's just a point I, I, I ain't even trying to mess with that, man.
0: It, it's, it's really interesting, too, especially in our black culture, that I think one out of four black women get married. I, I don't know yeah. how that came about. I can dig into it later on. but
1: well, I think on um, Black um, Statistics, I think it's like BlackStatistics.com or something of that sort. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They'll um, detail that. Yeah, one-four black women would get married, and, and that I, number is starting to decline more and more.
0: And if these passport rows they start lifting off, I'm sure it's gonna take flight more in like next two years.
1: I don't know where. Oh yeah, do. I don't know what's. I be. mean, just think about what because the statistics now are that like I think 45 to 50 percent of women are going to be single and childish, Child-less. Um, I mean, they are they're childish now, <laughs> but uh, childless in uh, 2030. I think that number is going to spike because the more and more of this pastoral bros content starts getting pushed out, and the more and more of these videos of men detailing the, the pros of living overseas, just because men think things like on a cost analysis um, perspective. So, yeah. you just to tell to me how much cheaper it is to live there, then the prospects of relationships automatically go up because if I can stretch my dollar out, then that's automatically going to open doors to. Better, uh, better access and caliber of women. Anyway, so I don't That's even crazy. have to start thinking about relationships at that point. If I just know that much cheaper to live there, I'll move there in a heartbeat if I can. It's like, oh shoot! It, by the time I get out, yeah, I'll be making at the very least probably forty four thousand a year, and that number and that number is only going to increase with on um, with the VA benefits that we get. Yeah, so at that point, I'm just like, yeah, sign me up. Because at that point, and again, I'm, I've am i never been the type of around. I don't, I don't want to. But I just want to go somewhere to where the standards that I have for a woman who is more than likely virginal and younger than I am, right? Because my mom and dad are seven years apart. Right? And so if I go overseas, the last time I go, I'll be 27. And if I want to marry someone who is, like, 20 or 19 here in america people would think i'm some sort of predator or something like that even though she's a consenting adult yeah but over there it's they would prefer because again i have a noticeable age gap from their daughter which means i have more life experience that i'm and i'm more likely going to be wiser and able to lead a family a family unit because you got to think the protection of the father now transitions over to the husband I have to be a trustworthy individual in order for a father to be able to do that, right? At least you should be. So, yeah, and uh, other countries, they prefer that age gap because it's needed. Because marriage over there is still very family-oriented, and you need to have strong families in order to thrive in a society. But over here, if I say I'm 25, and if you introduce me to someone and I say, how old is she? She, and you say she's 25, she's too fucking old. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because I'm probably not going to get married to you for another two to three years. So we're 28. Then I'm probably not going to have a, a kid until maybe two years in. So by that point in time, you'll be 30 years old before we have our first kid.
2: Mm. I say ghost.
1: And you know how when women turn 30, studies have already proven this. When they turn thirty, guess how much your egg count drops. I'll, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you guess. The number might is might be surprising to you. Eighty percent
2: higher. Eighty percent higher. Ain't no way. It's 96%, ninety six percent. Ninety ninety two percent. Ninety five percent. Jesus. look it up. Ninety five percent. That's what the egg count drops when they turn thirty. On average. So,
1: again, now that you know that, and if I stayed in America and wait till I was 35 years old to get my income up to get married, why would I want to date someone, a woman who was 35 years old? No and, and at that point, that's where geriatric pregnancy comes in. Yeah, because her body is not probably not strong enough in order to even have one kid and if I do have a kid, it's increased chance that child having uh, menstrual retardation and things say, ah, man, I'm not trying because now that kid has to suffer for our decisions and it's not fair to the child
0: so would you, because uh, we're going to have to do a part two would you do a podcast on a contrasting ID, ID, ID idea on a woman who's against passport bros? sure so we're going to have to do that we we'll definitely have to do that, because I know some women are against it, which I don't understand. Yeah, I get it, but I don't get it. Like, If you want to travel... Well, in person, I get it from outside, the fact yeah, that... There's not a lot of men,
1: especially black, successful men, left, so I, I understand that part. Well, Here's the thing, right? It's the men who are leaving, they're not just cookies and ray-rays. In order to live overseas, you have to make at a median between about 50 to 60 thousand dollars a year so those men aren't broke but they only view them as dusty and broke because they're not the top one percent top 10 10 to one percenters but that's not even how it works those men who are going overseas know these are the guys that y'all want as your plan b so when you're done having your fun to wipe y'all up and they're saying and we're saying no that's why y'all are getting mad. And that's why y'all are calling us dusty and broke, and we don't have any game. It's like, you, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. But at this particular juncture, I don't
2: care anymore. I've yeah. already seen how ugly
1: y'all could be to good men. I'm one of them. So why am I thinking to beat my, head, beat my head against the wall? I mean, man, here's a quote It's no matter how many times you beat your head against the wall to get through the other side, you're always going to bleed. I'm not bleeding for y'all no more. Man, and, uh, I agree on that. And that's where most most mentality to these passport bros come into. I'm not bleeding for y'all no more. Cause it's been shown, anytime I bleed for y'all, more often than not, you cut deeper.
2: Well, we're going to wrap this up, Dale. Do you have anything to say before we... uh? In this
1: oh well i just want to say that again i really really appreciate the opportunities that you give people to come in your podcast and i can i, I seriously hope you keep on growing i think you're going to do great things with this podcast and, and just in general man because you're you're a really good dude a hard worker so Thank you, man. i really appreciate that yeah of course and like i said, any time anything i can do to i can do the help because Especially once I start going overseas, so many options and doors are going to open for me. <laughs> I might not even know what to do with myself for a while, but <laughs> I already know that as far as, like, Christian ministry goes into, I'm definitely, that's what, actually my biggest focus, especially because I have more resources to help grow the church. Yeah. I think mean, that's where my big focus is going to be, but if I can actually have podcasting on the side as well to do that and, and just help the church grow even more, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, because I want more men, especially black men, to realize that, for one, you're not alone in your thoughts, and two, you have options. You don't have to play this game anymore that we have been told for years and years and years that we had to
0: do. I like that. If I can ever help with that, you know, just reach out and I'll I'll be right there.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's one thing is um black men we got to realize. And stop being so scared to work with one another. You know, I think, and that, that's a topic in and of itself as far as just black men being so fearful of each other and not even wanting to work together. is so distrustful.
0: Shit, man. I appreciate you coming on. and uh, I'm going to go ahead and line that up, that next podcast, uh, part two.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah, too easy. All
0: right, brother. Well, uh, right. that's enlightening
2: me, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in and listening. Again, please subscribe and rate. And y'all take care.